Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number three of Revelation chapter three, and we're currently reading verse two, which says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. And in our last study, we were looking at the word watchful, and it took us to Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25, where we saw in both um, of those passages in context where God speaks of no man knowing the day or hour. He gives the command to watch, therefore. And we uh, discussed this and we saw that the reason that God commands to watch while stating no man knows a day or hour is because it is not within man's capability to understand the Bible's time and judgment or to know of themselves the times and seasons that God has ordained. No man knows this. No man is capable of understanding these things. And and yet that does not mean that God cannot reveal them. And we're going to discuss that a little bit in this study, how just because it is not within man's ability to do this does not mean that God cannot reveal these things to him. For instance, it says in Acts chapter 1, and the way this is worded in the original language in the Greek uh, is very significant. Now, I'll read it in the King James, and then we're going to correct the translation because the translation does need correcting. In Acts chapter 1, it says in verse 6, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And then in verse 7, And he said unto them, It is not for you, to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. And this uh, is very important to us in order to understand what God means when he says, of that day and hour knoweth no man. And it is very important for us to also understand that it is not within man's person, not within uh, his um, intellect or any ability that mankind has of himself to be able to grasp and understand the plan of God's salvation plan and the timetable for this world. And God has fitted his salvation plan according to the times and seasons that he has put in place spiritually that have taken place. For instance, there was the time that Christ had to enter into the human race. There was the time that he must go to the cross. There was the time when God poured out his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost and began to evangelize the world during the church age and gather the first fruits. There was those times and seasons. And then there was the time and season of the end of the church age the pouring out of the latter rain and the gathering of the final harvest as we entered 
uh, into the Great Tribulation period. And, of course, there is the time of Judgment Day itself. All of these are times and seasons, and God, once again, says it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. Now, God is speaking to the believers, to man. And and the problem here is the word for. It is a preposition, and the way that it's written and the way that it reads, uh, we think, well, it is not for us to know these things. And that would mean that people who say, no man can know the day or hour, so don't bother looking, you're wasting your time, they're correct. You see, it, it says it right here, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. However, one little word like for can make a big difference in meaning, especially when we understand that this word translated for It's actually the word you and the case that it's written in. And it's not a dative case, which would indicate um, into or for one towards an individual. It's not written in the dative, but it's written in the genitive, which is a case that indicates the possessive aspect of what's being said. It is not for you should be translated this way. There's no question about this. This isn't up to debate. It's not uh, my opinion. It's not what someone else thinks. The genitive case in the Greek ought to be translated of you, not for you. For instance, it's the same case that we find with that wonderful verse in Galatians chapter 2, where it says in verse 16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. That's the genitive case. And even there, people try to change that word in modern translations and, and change it to the word in Jesus Christ. And that is just as wrong as translating the Greek genitive as for. And it should not be translated that way. It should be of. This is a correct translation in Genesis 2.16, where it says that a man is not justified by the works of the law, that is, through his own attempted obedience at keeping the commands of God, but by the faith of of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is written, God wrote that name there of his son in the genitive case, and that's why it must be translated the faith of Christ and not in Christ. No, you can't do that. Nor can you translate this word in Acts 1-7 as for. It is not of you, to know the times or the seasons. Now, we've corrected the translation. Please make a note of that in your Bible. Draw a line through the word for and write of, because that is proper and right, and it is the translation that we should have. It is not of you or me or any man to know the times or the seasons 
which the Father has put in his own power. Now that makes a big difference in understanding. That's telling us, look, you're just a man. You're just a creature. You're you're a finite little being. You have a tiny pea-sized brain. You're, you're uh, someone who was born recently in the last few decades or so. What do you know? You don't know anything of uh, the infinite mind of God. You don't know anything of his glorious plan for the times and seasons concerning this world and when he saves his elect and when he brings the world to the end. You don't know any of that of yourself. Your philosophy can't reveal it to you. Religion certainly can't reveal it to you. Just thinking about it and pondering this world will never reveal it to you. How can you possibly know within yourself anything concerning time and judgment, concerning the times and seasons of the Bible? As a matter of fact, it would be so that you cannot know anything about spiritual matters unless God reveal it to you. And, you know, that's what God says in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we find the explanation of God for how it is that man cannot know spiritual things, including time and judgment or times and seasons, and yet does know them or can possibly know them. And it's not a contradiction once we understand how God is viewing it and how he looks at mankind and man's deadness and sin and therefore their complete ignorance of all things spiritual. And yet God has a plan to uh, to save some and to give them new um, souls and therefore new spirits and to impart his Holy Spirit to dwell in them and to lead them and guide them into truth. And the Lord tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 10, But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, there there is the very similar statement that we have in Matthew 24, Mark chapter 13, that of that day and hour knoweth no man. Well, 1 Corinthians 2.11 just told us something um, filling that statement out even further. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. That is, the things of God are, are the Bible, the Word of God. And the things of God knoweth no man. Well, this means that we do not have the ability to know anything about the Bible. And when we consider Acts 1-7, we understand why it is not of us to know times or seasons or or to know the things of God. That's of God. That's why the Lord said, who knows the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? Who knows you or who knows me? Who knows 
any man except that man. You know yourself better than anyone else. I know myself. Each person knows their own self better than anyone else. We know our history. We know our thinking. We we know our desires. We know us as well as, as anyone possibly could, better than our wives or husbands, better than our family members, better than any other human being. Although it has to be said that we lack understanding about the deeper things within our own self, as we can even deceive ourselves in our sin. Yet we know ourselves certainly better than any other person, And that's what God is saying. Look, you know yourself. The spirit in you searches yourself and knows yourself. And, and because it's your mind, it's, it's your, your body and uh, your inner workings. Well, likewise, the word of God is an expression of my mind, the mind of God. And you can look at it outwardly from your vantage point of being a creature and yes you can understand some of the words and some of the history and and some of the grammar and some of the morality but you will never understand the things of god the deeper spiritual things that are from my spirit my inner workings unless the well and unless the spirit of god shows you And that's why it says, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now, just as a person may reveal themselves to another person, and that's what people do when they get together, a man and a woman, they begin to learn about one another. They begin to trust one another. And the woman begins to share intimate details about herself. And the man begins to share intimate and personal details about himself and they come to know the other person better certainly never to a degree the other person knows themselves but better to the degree that person wants them to know them and and that's how it is with god as it says here in first corinthians 2 verse 12 now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You see, it's it's the spirit of God that knows times and seasons. It's not of us, but it's of him. And he gives us freely that spirit in salvation. And if God is so pleased, if he wills, he may impart knowledge and understanding of things concerning himself, things that he knows, secrets hidden in his word, sealed up until the time of the end, as the Bible indicates. And then at the time of the end, if it were the will of God, and and the Bible certainly indicates it is or was, then God opens these things up and reveals those secrets. And it's not of man to know times or seasons. It's of the Spirit of God who now is revealing them to his people. As we read that verse in Amos, a very revealing verse, that um, 
the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And it also says in Daniel chapter 12, remember this verse in verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Now, if God shuts them up, then who can know them? These are things concerning himself. No one can know them. And therefore, no one will have any knowledge or understanding of the times and seasons that God has established in his own power, by his own authority. But look what it goes on to say. Again, it was said to Daniel, seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. It it certainly indicates God's plan to unseal the Bible and to increase spiritual knowledge of things concerning himself, his word. And that's exactly what we've experienced, what we've witnessed, that God has opened up his plan concerning the times and seasons for the end of the world, the the end of the church age, the uh, great tribulation period, and and then judgment day upon the world, the end of the evangelizing of the earth in the day of judgment. They're all part of the times and seasons that the Lord hid in his word and now is revealing. And it also was said to Daniel in verse 9, of Daniel chapter 12. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Now, even in that statement, the implication is that at the time of the end, the words will no longer be closed up and sealed. They will be opened. And then in verse 2, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Now, what are we to make of these kinds of statements? If God has not sealed up the scriptures, if it's not his plan to unseal them and to reveal truth at the time of the end, people who who just quickly superficially read verses like of that day and hour knoweth no man. All right, that's it. That, that, That wraps it up. We're, we're not to look into things concerning the end. We're not to investigate any further. Let's just be content, shall we, with the basics of Christianity. Let's just be content with the, the few things we all can agree on. Let's not get into those complicated and messy, um, deep Bible studies that attempt to reveal timetables and things like that. No, that, let's, let's keep things simple. Well, what do they do with these verses? What do people who say those things do? What do people who once understood these things say now? What did God mean when he told Daniel to seal up the word until the time of the end? It, you know, we, we all have to, uh, honestly look at the Bible and, and let's ask the question, is it true? Did God mean it when he said he would unseal the scriptures at the end of time and none of the wicked would understand what he was doing? But the wise would understand. The wise are the true believers. The wise are wise because 
they have the Spirit of Christ, who is the essence of wisdom himself, indwelling them. And therefore they're wise, God's people, the elect will understand. And and that's why God said in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, this verse In verse 5, whoso keepeth a commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment, times and seasons that the word of God has laid out will be discerned by the wise man. Why? Why the wise man's heart? Because that is a new heart and a new spirit, and, and God is given that heart and God is also indwelling that individual and God has said he'll do nothing without first revealing his secret to his servants that is the wise men born again souls uh, that he will reveal these things to so that they might know the wise will understand the Bible says well today The world says, you'll never understand. You were wrong again on May 21. The church fully agrees. Oh, they they were wrong. They didn't understand anything. And now many who were actually proclaiming May 21, they also are saying, oh, we don't understand. We don't understand anything about the end. They're questioning the timeline They're questioning the end of the church age. They're questioning all the scriptures that God has opened up. We don't understand anything. Oh, actually, if we speak with any authority today, and the Bible is an authoritative book, I don't know how we can teach the Bible or share the Bible and, and not speak with authority, but people don't want us to speak that way anymore. Don't speak so sure of yourself. Don't say that we're in the day of judgment. Absolutely. Don't don't dare say these things with confidence. No, speculate and and say maybe possibly it could be and say all those types of words. It, and why is that? Well, because they're they want to hear scribes and Pharisees. I can only I can only think because it was the scribes and Pharisees that spoke without authority. That's what the Jews said when they heard Jesus speaking with authority. He speaks with authority, not as the scribes and Pharisees. And and it seems that individuals want to go back to a time when when people just um, just speak things that that are very speculative and and just discuss possibilities without any real substance, without any real meat of the word. They want to go back to the milk, in other words. They want things that are light and easy and smooth to hear and flattering uh, to their souls so they don't, they don't have to deal with the meteor subjects of the word of God. Have we graduated from the meat back to the word? Is that what's going on with many people today? Do they think this is progress to go back to ignorance, to go back to being in the dark and, and, and to just, uh, discussing the, the very basic, simple things of the gospel? Is that what some people think is feeding sheep? No, no, no. 
No, God has set all this up as a test. He fed us with with meat. He fed us with the deep things of his word. He opened up the scriptures as he declared he would, and he revealed the times and seasons. We have a very accurate biblical calendar of history that God has revealed to us, and and we have seen how wonderfully well the times and seasons have fit within this calendar. Who could have devised this? What man is brilliant enough to have planted all this information in the book of Genesis uh, concerning the genealogies and, and for it to lay out so perfectly and so well over the timeline of history so that we could be so exact with the end of the church age and 2300 evening mornings ending on the very day that the jubilee is to sound and then the latter rain to begin for 6100 days and then after an exact 23 years on the 8400th day for there to fall the 7000 year timeline from the flood on the very day that the great tribulation ends and the underlying Hebrew calendar day to be the 17th day of the second month, the very day that God shut them into the ark. Who is so brilliant to devise these kinds of things? Well, go back, if you will. Go back, if you will. And it's the most dangerous course to take, to return back, having once put your hands to the plow, to look back, to this world, to look back to the church, which is none other than this world at this time, to look back from the doctrines that God has graciously and kindly opened up to us, to look back to former days and former teachings, and and to look back behind the Lord Jesus Christ, who has not turned us back nor giving us direction in that way at all. We are to go forward, trusting, waiting, yes, being patient with him as he uh, works these things out in the day of judgment, yes, but never going back. And God's people will not go back. The elect will not return. Well, maybe they might take a confused step in that direction, but they'll not go that way for long. No, they they understand that they heard the voice of Christ. They understand that these things were true and faithful that they learn. And so they wait. They wait for God to make things clear. And that's exactly what he's done. As we have learned many truths concerning the day of judgment, we have learned more information concerning the times and seasons. None of it from us. It never has been but from the Bible, the infinite mind of God.